Today on Rooted Daily, we tell the truth about social media. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to look at some Bible principles that have become more applicable than ever in the social media era. You know, even while we may feel like we're alone in a world of our own when we're online, you know, separated by a screen and miles of distance from the people we're interacting with, the things we say and the things we see and the things we do still have the same power to destroy our lives as if we were right there to face the physical consequences. You know, we may think, that whatever shows up in our browser history is somehow private and insignificant. But we should be warned that God knows and nothing is outside of his knowledge, including our motives and those things we've said in the dark corners of the internet or the things we've seen in those dark corners of the internet. And it's not insignificant to God. What we do online matters to him. The bottom line is that, yes, in fact, we can sin online. It may not feel the same as others said. When we slap someone in the face, the the physical consequences, they may be different than that cruel comment that we typed out online. But God loathes both equally. Or when we cheat on our spouse, it may seem different from browsing pornography online. But Jesus called both adultery. You know, the Internet has a way of sugarcoating sins that we would otherwise be able to clearly see as wrong. But the truth is, there's nothing special about the internet. Computers, they're incredible things. They allow us to achieve all sorts of things we otherwise couldn't dream of, but they do not have the power to make what is wrong right and what is right wrong. You know, social media can be a challenging temptation for Christians. I understand the irony in saying that as I encourage you to get onto social media every day so we can sit down and root ourselves daily. And truly, even for churches and Christian efforts like this one, there is an unseemly pull to cave to what gets more likes and shares than what is righteous and holy. And we need to be wary of that. But clearly, Yeah, I see the benefit of being here and talking about the gospel and all sorts of other things online. I I think that the early Christians would have been ecstatic to have a tool like Facebook or or Snapchat or Twitter or Agos where they could teach and keep in touch with thousands, maybe even millions of other Christians. Those sites, they create such an opportunity to share the good news beyond what could have possibly been imagined by the Christians who came before us. You know, such is the digital life of Christians today. We should feel some sort of love-hate relationship with the technology that's available to us. Just a few weeks ago, uh, there was an article about some of the, the videos that have been found on the kids section of YouTube, right? You probably saw this. Someone had gone on there and made you know, animated videos about how to commit suicide, among other things. And clearly, that's the, the dangerous result of the freedom we have. And it's those kinds of despicable abuses that make some Christians just want to throw up their hands and say, you know, we've got to completely separate ourselves from the online world. Now, alternatively, though, this video right now, it's available on YouTube, along with thousands of others studying and teaching the scriptures. Uh, And there are plenty of reasons to love and plenty of reasons to hate the results of this digital revolution. You know, I think reasonable people see both pros and cons. And that's why 
without fail, you'll regularly see people who say, you know, we're quitting Facebook, we're going to jump off Twitter, we're going on a, a fast or whatever, only to be back by the end of the week. You know, they understand what social media is doing to their mental and spiritual well-being. They see its negative consequences. But the fact of the matter is our world revolves around what is going on online. So how should Christians navigate this drastic change in how our world communicates? What is the Bible truth about social media? We should understand that no matter how far we try to go away from the world, we're still living in it. You know, social media, it can bring out the worst in people. You'll see comments from people who would never say something so cruel or thoughtless in person. You know, social media can distract us from the most valuable things in life. We walk through experiences and opportunities with our face in a phone. But ultimately, you know, the problem is not social media. The problem is us. And in fact, social media may uncover some impure motives that we may not have even recognized otherwise. Social media, I think in many ways, reveals our roots. It's a test that we sometimes fail, but like all temptations and trials, social media can help us grow. You know, James tells us to consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person is should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Then James writes in verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But Each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be the kind of first fruits of all he created. James, he wants us to find joy in trials like social media, not because it gives us an opportunity to indulge in or, or see sinful behavior, but because through that testing, we can persevere. Blessed is the one who perseveres because they, when we endure that test, we will receive a crown of life. You know, we are stuck in a digital world for now, and that's okay. This is our proving ground to demonstrate our faithfulness to God. But just because we are in a digital world, that doesn't mean we conform to it. Jesus said in John chapter 17, starting in verse 14, I have given them your word and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, 
but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. You know, Jesus was here. He was walking the earth in the flesh. I don't know if he would have tweeted or if he would have snapped if he had the opportunity, but we do know that he never shied away from going to where the people were. He ate with sinners and let tax collectors become his disciples. He allowed a prostitute to kiss his feet and went into the, the chambers of a wicked government and the religious leaders that were there who rejected him over and over. And he showed the world who he was and why we need him so desperately. He didn't see sin as a reason to back away from people but as a reason to bring them closer. He never sinned. 1 Peter 2.22 tells us that, that he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. You know, Jesus left the comfort of heaven to come closer to his sinful creation, but he never let that sin affect him. You know, the verse before that, it tells us that Christ's suffering leaves us an example and we should follow in his steps. You know, there may be times that we need to, to to take a step back for ourselves, separating from the world of social media. Call it a, a digital fast, refocus your life on what's important. But for the long term, we should recognize that isn't sustainable for most of us. You know, instead of trying to impose solitary confinement on ourselves, we should take advantage of the opportunities that we have. Christians we don't have to be afraid of Satan's power to tempt us, whether that's online or with any other sin. Romans 8 asks, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or, or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, in other words, we don't have to be afraid of Satan. We don't have to be afraid of the influence of social media. They can't separate us from God and his love unless we let them. Satan, he should be afraid of us, though. You know, Jesus can make us more than conquerors against him. If Jesus is for us, we can go online with the sword of the Spirit in our hands and show the world the transformative power of the Son of God. It's true. You know, the internet, it can be a dangerous place for Christians, just like the physical world can be. But just like the rest of our lives, social media can also be the place where we let God's light shine. Sure, there's going to be people who aren't happy with that. And, and there will always be things happening online that we don't like. But Christians can stand out as the children of God by rising above all the sin and reflecting the glory of God to the world. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button.
Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.